So I just did some traveling. Right. You know where I went? Where'd you go? I went to Bogota, uh huh, Colombia. Uh huh. I went You're to. You're a big Colombia kid. Big Colombia guy. Yeah. You know. Love just grew Columbia. up with a lot of Colombians. They always talked about Colombia. Yeah. Feels you know, like home. It, it's it stayed. It stayed right. with me. Colombia. I went to Bogota. I went to Medellin, and then I went to Ecuador. Mm, new one. I went to Quito. New, new one. New country unlocked. New one. Always want to go. Heard it was very mountainous. Yeah. Um, crazy experience. But you know, this time I want to do something a little bit different. So you know what I did? I stayed at hostels. Mm. Let me tell you. Let me tell you my hostel experience. Uh, terrible. Oh my god. Wow. Listen, like I did give him a warning beforehand. No, nah, listen, like like kudos if you could do the whole like you know sharing a room with forty people. If that's your thing, God bless you. It's not my thing. This is why I thought it was my thing. You know, I, you know, like in life, like you gotta like you just gotta try some shit out. Right. You know, you can't just live life saying this or that. You know, you gotta try it out. I tried it out. Um, I, I had a revelation. Mm. Because since I grew up with women, mm-hmm. I never realized how filthy <laughs> men are. Who nobody wanted to tell me. Nobody wanted right, to tell me how right. filthy men are. So I had I shared a room with five other guys. Goodness gracious. I came back to the room. I couldn't see the floor. I had God knows what all over everywhere. He was just like in his um, cubby uh, in his like, just bed. Like, <laughs> he was just like quivering. <laughs> just, please, please, please get me out of here. <laughs> but um but no, um, but you know, no shade on the country or the city. Yeah. Just, you know, the hostile experience. Um, yeah. it's not my thing. Maybe it was just like a bad first experience. It was a bad like second experience too. <laughs> Since I stayed at like four different hostels. Cause I wanted to try it out. Yeah. You know. The last hostel I had my own room. Yeah, there's a fly in here trying to talk <laughs> on the pod. Trying to talk shit. Um, last hostel had my own room. That was good. Not complaining about that because I was yeah. on my own. You know, just so, I, a boy need like stretch out his legs and right. stuff. You know, like right. you know, like <laughs> right. I can't be doing that. But when I when I stayed at a hostel in Amsterdam, I stayed by myself, you so it wasn't own. as yeah, bad. Yeah. But I I've heard stories, but I, I I would maybe like to try out like a group. No, it's hostel. okay. Like save your time. Yeah, save my money and time. Yeah, you don't have to yeah good experience uh, but if you guys are watching this video we're actually in like a different um setup today. oh yeah i'm up here now <laughs> he's up on the couch I now out. Yeah, i like it like next like, time he's gonna be like upside down like- <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting on this side uh, also it's a little bit dark today yeah, so sorry. that's why the the lighting's a little bit off but hope you will still enjoy yeah i you know? hope so anyways welcome back to our beautiful beautiful podcast podcast called difficult dish it's difficult dish about it's different Southeast narratives hosted by myself Moshnun. hosted by myself Mohua Khan before we get any further like the video mm-hmm. okay if you're y'all watching liking the video that y'all like us yeah like the video like the video subscribe on YouTube. to the channel uh if y'all listen on Spotify give it a five mm-hmm. six seven whatever it is the rating only goes up to five apple say something nice about us yeah it would um, be very appreciated just get those up it helps a lot actually yeah and we've been like really working hard on like video podcasts and just like episodes in yeah, general man. so it would always be nice to hear some words of encouragement and comments and things like that love yeah love you um <laughs> if you guys you guys you know if you're not listening if you're not listening that's what I mean. if you're not watching the podcast uh you won't know that we got new mics <laughs> Right yeah. Now. Um yeah. do you want to do you want to give a quick, you know, like recap what what we're doing with these? The quick debrief, just debrief. Quick yeah, quick. 
about this mic is that they are very expensive mics. We got them for the new season. If you watch the first episode of video, you know, it was blamed on me that I lost the mics. Nobody blamed it on her. You I know, took it, it to the heart blame because ended up over there. I always take it to heart when like I lose things because I don't usually lose things. So when mm. I do, it hits my yeah. identity yeah. and like me very hard, right? Sucks. Lord and behold, the mics were found, <laughs> and it was not my fault. That's all I'll say. It was not me who misplaced it. But now we have found them, and we are bringing it out to play. Yeah. And you will have better audio, hopefully. Yeah. Hope y'all like it. Yes. Uh, if we sound better, cool. If not, sorry. Waste of time. <laughs> but anyway, today's episode, we are excited about it. Just because I was randomly having one of those days where I was just, like, journaling, thinking about, like, you know, life as one does as a 25-year-old. Right, yeah. yeah. Midlife, yeah. And I was thinking, like, what you about? how does one know what they want to do for the rest of their lives, Damn, right? that's heavy. And the thing is, like, we have a lot of younger listeners, and I feel like this is such a big existential question that you have, like, forever. Like, you never really know what you want to do. You get closer and closer, hopefully, but you don't have, like, a permanent thing that you really do for the most part. And I'm thinking, like, what would be helpful for these younger kiddos, or even not even younger, if you're in your 20s, 30s, yeah. I mean, that's still pretty young, but, like, it is irrelevant to, like, anyone, right? Yeah. And so I was just, like, thinking about that. I'm like, there are obviously things that me and you have done in our high school years and, like, in our college years and even now that have, like, helped us and has gotten us closer to our goals and our passions, and I feel like it'd be like such a cool conversation to talk about that. And we also asked you guys on our story on Instagram at difficult dish. Also, your hair is like a little. You wanna what? Your hair is no, like, no, that's the, oh, that's, that's, the, the style. that's the that's the okay. that's the style. You don't right, know right, I didn't that. I didn't know. Sorry, yeah, you don't know about that. But we asked you guys on difficult dish on our Instagram, um, like any questions that you guys have about just finding yourself, finding your passion. And obviously, that's such a like grand question, and mm -hmm. obviously, we're not gonna be able to like answer that ever completely in one single episode or like ever but a lot of you guys had questions related to like career related to just like life in general just knowing what classes or hobbies to do you know someone had a very interesting uh question and we'll answer that later on hmm. but um yeah we're really excited to talk about our own experiences and just like how to how to help alleviate this you know wow yeah yeah, yeah you word, al alleviate. word alert <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy how like during school, like like middle school, high school, everybody's always asking like, oh, like, what do you want to be? Like, what do you want to do? Blah, yeah. Blah, like, what are you going to like? It, it's like and, and it's like in, in high school, I remember like people would like pick certain classes mm -hmm. um, to to help better their skills and like whatever they want to be. So like if they wanted to, you know, go like do something like mathematical, they would take like a higher level math class or anything. Was um, it me? <laughs> no, I'll take. What is that was the, opposite of no, me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was a pretty. I was pretty. You know, like the the sine, cos, tan. Like I used to be like into that <laughs> oh, type of stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Like when they started introducing it. like letters into math, I was kind of into that. End. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of into that. How about that. Like, the, like the invisible numbers? I. You know what I hated? You know what I never understood <laughs> to this day. I never understood. Oh, you remember? In imaginary, not invisible. Sorry. Imagine oh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> what I never understood was uh, absolute values. Oh, God. Remember absolute values? when they put the, in the... Bra <laughs> I, I, to this day, I don't know what that is. I mean, we've never used that in our day-to-day. -day, yeah, so. no, I use it for work. 
all the time right yeah <laughs> um but no and and it's like it's like everybody's like always trying to ask you like like what you want to do and it's like you feel the 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 need that you just have to know what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, to have do. your life figured out at age 14. And it's so crazy. And, like, you enter, like, college and you do your first semester, your second semester, and you realize, like, damn, like, what I thought I was going to do my entire life, like, I do not just, I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, and and nobody nobody prepares you for, like, everybody, like, kind of tells you, like, oh, it's okay to change your major. Or, like, oh, it's okay if you don't know. But, no, yeah. like, the, the conversation should be, like, you you are not gonna be for sure yeah. about what you want to do for a long time. So like, pick a major that you think you'll be interested in. But please understand that like in in life, in your like your late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, like you are gonna spend that time continuing to figure out what you want to do. You know, yeah. you're not gonna know it and by I the feel time like, you end high school. I feel like there's so much extra pe- pressure, especially if you are like a child of immigrants, especially mm-hmm. if you are like an ethnic kid. Because I remember like kind of off tangent, but not really. When I was in first grade, like age six, right? We had parent-teacher conferences, but before that, we had projects that we were gonna hang up on the wall for the parents to see. Like, oh my god, my yeah. kid is so cool, right? <laughs> and the project was like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that's like a cute question. Like, yeah. obviously, in the when you're younger, you have like silly answers, and that's like the beginning of the beginning. And I remember, like, my parents they ingrained in me, like, oh, engineer, doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to be an engineer. Um, so I told my computer teacher that, which is so crazy that there was like a computer class back in the day because we had to learn how to use computer. But anyway, mm. my computer teacher, I told her that and she thought that I meant like train conductor. So like on this, on what this big ass like poster that all the parents were seeing, I made a whole project on wanting to be a train conductor <laughs> when I grow up. But anyway, that just shows that like early on, like I, didn't, so, even like, know, yeah. I didn't even know what it was, but like my parents told me that I had to be this you know had this career so i was like okay let me just be it yeah and i made like a whole project based on that but then so many people follow what their family members or society or whatever um whatever they tell you to do for years and years and they are like stuck with the job that they hate yeah you know so it's just very um crazy that we're 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 told to like have our lives and careers fixed and set out when we don't even want to do something and and it's not only the fact that like they expect you to know what like what you want to do but it's like throughout the schooling process and like the education system they they educate you on like 10 percent of what there is in the world yeah you know like the role that like the position the work position that i ended up in that my sister ended up in that countless people i know ended up in it wasn't a position that like they told you in school was a yeah. thing. It's something that like you just have to go in the world and figure out what other types of roles there are than, you know, business analyst or, yeah. you know, like Doctor. software engineer. Yeah. You know, like these like like the overarching. Big, yeah. Like there's so much more to like a company or like a, a job or like anything else. There's so much more than like these these super popular, like big name roles mm-hmm. that like we're just not taught about. There's so much that we're not taught about in school. Like don't get me like this is something that like I think about a lot how like you know so many important life not even life skills just like things in life that you should know like what there is available in the world you're not taught and and it's a combination of like they don't tell you what there is but you also need to know exactly what you want to do mm-hmm. um it messes with you and that's why like af- that's why like college can be a beautiful thing especially if you are able to like move away and like have some space where you're able to you know fully understand and fully you know come to learn yourself what there is available in the world and like how you can like 
incorporate what you know that you're skilled in and what you're talented in into like a new role that you just had no idea about you know mm-hmm. so um yeah man school school no i don't like school, school no what like what school. are do you think that there were some like telltale signs in high school that kind of directed to where you directed you to where you are now like um done i think one one personal like trait of myself that i recognized in high school was the fact that uh i i love talking mm. i love um just collaboration i didn't know and- you like talking <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> I do is just talk nonsense. But uh I love I love like collaborating. I love like having conversation with somebody else on like uh in a topic that I'm interested in where it's like business or like government or like money, finance, like whatever mm. it is. Like you knew I, I that love in high school. I I was I wasn't in a place where I was doing it, mm-hmm. but I knew that like You wanted I, to I, not even that I want to. Like I knew I was into it. Okay. But like I wasn't doing it at the level that like I am now, or like uh-huh. the level that um I'm able to do like at, at work. Um, but I knew I was like kind of into it, and I knew it was just like the overarching like collaboration part and uh-huh. like speaking with people and just like building real like human connection and relationships. I love doing that. Mm. Um, and that's something that I kind of did like in like different clubs or like different classes. Like I was always just like the guy that was like talking to people, mm. and like I wouldn't even want to talk nonsense like i don't want to talk about like movies i want to talk about like pr- not I don't, I don't even want to say like productive things but just like things in regards to like gaining knowledge or wisdom like mm. I, I would want to talk to somebody who knows about like the history of like germany and like tell me about that you mm-hmm. know just like I, I really like that type of conversation mm-hmm. and uh so like when i went to college i didn't go searching for that but i always kept practicing that like on like my own time like in like jobs i was doing like i was working at um a coffee shop when i was 19 and that was really like a beautiful place for me to explore like you know i had like the the conveyor belt of people coming in and like being able to like practice you know like small talk and practice conversation like Mm -hmm. doing that continuously i made, made me realize that like i love i love like not even making friends but just like building human connections and like mm. learning more about like new people and that isn't something they teach you in school they yeah. don't there's not a class on you know like interpersonal communication skills you know mm-hmm. that's just something that like you just have to go figure out on your own and and lucky enough i was in a position where i was able to to practice that and mm-hmm. you know honing in on like the personal communication skills is yeah. um that's like what i do at work now you know so yeah i think that like makes me think about how like it's so important to explore hobbies and things in high school classes in high school or when you are younger that aren't really like academic they can be academic but they're not something that you are taking to like further your said career yeah like you're not taking all these extra math classes or science classes just because you think it'll look good on your transcript but you're kind of like exploring different things yeah so, like, for me in high school, I was in a different art classes, and I loved my art classes. I would, I was, like, especially in, like, a college-level art class, and I remember back then, I was very adamant on making, like, portraiture art and, like, mm. activist art, and I feel like it just felt like whatever back then, but I was, like, very passionate about it, and I think that kind of just, like, l- bled into the type of art that I make now. I feel like my art is very, like, social activist and very much like trying to help people and things like that and even in um elementary school i remember in one of my classes for fifth grade i had a class or like in class we had a current current events session and every single week we had to like bring in something happening in the world 
And I feel like that was like one of the most memorable segments I had in class, especially at that age, because it kind of like interests, it interested me now. Like, you know, like now I feel like I'm very heavy on like learning about what's going on in the world. And then I kind of put it into my art. And then even high school, like I was very much heavy on like the social studies, English art route. I wasn't really much of a like STEM person. Um, huh? What was that? No, no, no. It's an uh, invisible number. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. But um, yeah, like English was something that I loved in high school. I was also in college level English, AP level, and in college I majored in that. And now I love reading books, and you know I love like be- being very like analytical. Mm. Um, I think there was like one phase where I thought I'd be a lawyer because I was so like analytical. You was a lawyer. I yeah, me. As, I mean, I had different phases in my life, right? But like, like when what you t- what type of lawyer are you talking about? Like an activist lawyer. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like a like a like a what is it called? Like an immigration lawyer. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. hard. That's hard. Like that's you know, fighting one. to get the good people out. But anyway, um, because like when you have those analytical skills through English you can write like a good argument you know so i was like oh let me bring in my activist and my english side and you know kind of blend it together but anyway that didn't happen but anyway it just shows that like from such an early age the things that like spark your memory and your attention that's kind of like what is like a telltale sign of what you might want to dabble in later on so what's what's the relation with that and like being a youtuber Oh, and a podcaster, wow. you know, like what's the wow. bridge? What's the like, you know, how I talked about like the trait that like I know I'm like skilled in. Like, what's the what's the bridge between what you know you're good at and like what you're doing now? That's a good question. Yeah, I know. Because like, so I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a good questioner. But um, I mean, I think a common thread through all of my different occupations right now is that it is in alignment with like helping people mm. especially the people that look like me okay so like but, like but like but like sorry to cut you off but like go a little deeper in that because i feel like the everybody says well, like i, I was, say it, like I the, was. the helping i was about to go deeper and then you did cut me off but <laughs> so but so like for example if i wanted to help people through my art and i was like you know i had art that was very like social activist and i was trying to bring out emotion in topics that weren't like really seen in art or if I wanted to be a lawyer and I was trying to get like like immigrants out of jail Mm -hmm. when they didn't deserve it and they got like higher punishment I feel like through my YouTube or through my clothing on my business or like through my um like podcast content things like that I feel like it's my that like that's my motivation to keep going to like help the people that didn't really have a voice before Mm. you know so like my my art is like my way of putting out my voice into like art form but it also kind of gives a voice to people that don't have a voice you know like whether it is me talking about the the garment workers in Bangladesh that don't get attention and me making an art piece about that or me making an art piece about like the people suffering in Sudan, like things like that, right? I feel like that's also my purpose with my art podcasts, you know, my social media clothing to give people like that 
that representation. Gotcha. Representation. Yeah. That's where it is. That's oh, wow. where it is. Wow. So, like, how do you think that your your skill set and what you explored in high school kind of, like, plays a part right now? Because I know you also took, like, photography. You still photograph? Whoa. I didn't know where <laughs> you're I didn't know photograph? Where you're going there. I know we're going there. I know we're going there. Not in like (laughs) in high school and in college. I took a bunch of like um artsy classes. Like I took uh like every medium. Like I took a I had a film class in high school that I loved. I loved that class. Mm. Comes from fire. And I remember. Um, I had a photography class in college. I had like a a two D design class in college. Um, I had a couple creative writing courses like throughout high school and college. Um. I was a uh, I was the lead photographer in from a high school lead photographer lead photographer from a high school uh, yearbook my senior wow. year yearbook yeah it's funny like in like I was like a very like average kid like <laughs> popularity wise like um but I was in my like school years yearbook more than anybody else wow because i put myself in there <laughs> like nine times You're making yourself more popular than you are <laughs> um but. No, I mean, I have, like, I have, like, two avenues. I have, like, the art avenue, and then I have, like, the more, like, realism avenue. Like, Mm -hmm. the artsy one was, like, I kind of explored everything, and, but, like, the one central, like, medium that's always remained and that's always continued to grow was writing. Like, I was writing really early on, and, like, throughout high school, like, I was, like, writing and trying new things. Like, I was writing and doing this, writing and into clothing, writing and into photography. Like, the writing was always there, and I honestly didn't think writing was gonna be the thing that stuck i always thought it was gonna be clothing mm. you know i always thought i always thought like my medium was gonna be fashion mm. for a lot like because you know like i like she's like a youtuber now but like i used to be like a like i'm Yo, like a, i'm the, like the og he, YouTuber. he showed like, me a video that he made on youtube that's now privated but yeah. like it was just like it's him like these changing. Boys, like you see these boys like today they're there making, was a like, clip where it was like now. a zoomed in video like clip of him with his ankles and like boots on but you got to think, this was, like, eight years ago, like, Yeah, you, you're when. really the blueprint. I know. But, really uh, the blueprint. But, no, I was trying different things. The writing thing has, has always stuck. And I think, like, the the writing thing has always stuck because, um, you know, I think as an artist, I think as any type of artist, like, one of the core reasons why you make art is because, like, you want to not only be heard, but, like, you, you're looking for somebody to understand you. Mm. And I think I was mm. misunderstood. Misunderstood, boy, yeah. Like guess me, yeah. So uh, I I just kept writing, like yeah, like the writing thing is always stuck, and like that's why like I love I love spoken word. It's um, interesting that you never like had a phase of it like of you stopping. Nah. Wow. Because um, you know you know why I never stopped because why? I fell in love with spoken word. Mm. You know why I fell in love with spoken word? Because the 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 my favorite part about spoken word is the fact that like when you are on stage and you are performing, um the people in the crowd don't have an option but to listen to you and mm. to watch you. Like, nobody is on their phone. Nobody is making conversation. You know, like, if there's, like, a, a like a concert going on or if there's, like, a, a theater going on, like, you'll see people having conversation. You'll see people kind of on their phone a little bit. But spoken word is, like, this beautiful thing where, like, people are, like, enamored by you and people yeah. are paying attention and i love that because like as a writer you just want you know like misunderstood yeah like, misunderstood boy, mysterious boy. but um but no that's like the writing thing but but it's interesting because what you're saying right now is just making me think about how like your true happiness is what makes your inner child happy 
Mm. Because a lot of people, that's why I asked you. I'm like, that's oh, it's surprising that like you didn't have a phase where you stopped because I had a phase where I stopped my art because I thought it was just like something that I did when I was younger. There's no point in bringing it into like my adult years, into like my career life because yeah. like, you know, there was no point. But the thing is, even if you're not like making money off of it, even if it's not something that you monetize off of and it's not like your career, it's still something that you should still make time for, yeah. you know? And like, a lot of people, when they think of like, oh, what should I do for the rest of my life? They don't account for like the hobbies and passions that also make them happy. I feel like they only think about like the career aspect. Yeah, because you got to worry about money. Yeah, and, and that's fine. But like, you should still have things that perhaps don't make you money and just like have that be something that defines you as well. You know, yeah. instead of just having like a job that you may not like just define you, you know? But it's also like, you know, the thing with the thing with like searching for a career nowadays is like you're you're always taught growing up growing up like oh let's do something you love do something yeah. you love. Um, but it's like then you hit like your mid twenties and you realize like you don't have like I don't know if this is a hot take but like you don't have to have a career in something you love you don't have to absolutely you know, love it yeah I've I've understood that more and more recently because you know a lot of people are like oh there's no point in spending like eight eight hours of your life every single day doing a job you hate but at the end of the day like your job is kind of just like a, a layer of you or a part of you and it like pays the bills which is amazing because that brings you financial stability but like after the job is done you can do things that you love you know because i i think i think it depends you know like if you are absolutely miserable in yeah, your job that's yeah, different that's different but if you could tolerate your job if it is flexible and if in you know growing up you realize like at this age i'm in at now like the the one factor in life that is irreplaceable is time mm -hmm. you know and you do not want to be wasting your time in something that it, like is just not feeding you in any yeah. way so i'm thinking about like something else that really propelled me into uh thinking about my passions yeah. and what I what kind of person I am honestly I feel like when you Tell discover me. what kind of person you are what your interests are that's when it kind of like helps you figure out what kind of job you want or what kind of Facts. life you want right what type of person you are something that really helped me in the beginning was like getting out of my comfort zone when I picked part-time jobs and things that I was doing outside of school this fly, oh my god, this fly is no, trying no, to have a wanna, moment to shine. He wants to tell us about what he wants yeah, to Yeah, the fly do wants to for talk. the rest of his life. <laughs> but, um, like, I remember in high school, I worked as, like, a dentist receptionist just because it paid a lot of money. And I pay, I worked as, like, a farm tech. I worked as, you know, a teacher aide, like, different things. And not only did that teach me, like, what I kind of wanted to go into for college and things like that, but it also taught me, like, Am I a people's person? Do I like talking to people? Do I like working during the morning time? Am I more productive then? Do I like more working more in the nighttime? That's true. And That's um, true. I feel like it just gave me like personal life skills that I wouldn't have gotten if I was just like in school. Facts. And I know that a lot of kids are told to just like focus in school and they're told to like not have a job because their parents are providing for them. But I personally think that if you are able to, try to get a job and even if you aren't working try to get like something outside of spend school. time outside you yeah know? try to like get something outside of school that like real life shows you real life experiences yeah. you know like when i worked in the pharmacy uh, as a farm pharm pharmacy technician 
I realized that I do not like service. Like, I don't like service jobs. Um, I also worked at Red Mango, guys. I worked as a little, oh, like, we're going uh, back. a little, what is it called? I don't back. even know what is it called. A, a mangarista? No. What? You know how, like, boba shop, like, that's a bobarista? That's a made-up word. But like, that's the, like a fake. Just, like just a, say you're a barista. <laughs> but not really. Mangarista. Anyway. Just say you're, like. A yogurt. Yogurt. Anyway. Anyways. Okay, so I worked with, like, um yogurt right frozen yogurt and stuff and i made little sandwiches yogurt yo- yogurter <laughs> all right because that sounds so much better than what i said but anyway i worked with that right and i realized that not only do i dislike working for a horrible boss but uh, yeah. i mean th- but that's like you know yeah, i mean what no no i g- yeah i mean that's like yeah, yeah when you're 19 you don't want to be having like a hor- i remember this boss once I wasn't getting paid for months, right? Oh, yeah, he stole your money. It was a she. Fat she. So I didn't get... I was working for, like, three, four months. I didn't get paid once. Damn. I remember I asked the boss... <laughs> Not one time, hello. <laughs> I remember my best friend would say, you're literally working an unpaid internship. <laughs> then you, <laughs> I asked the boss, I was like, oh, like, where's my money at? Like, blah, blah. Yeah. She goes, oh, there's, like... There's backup, yeah. There's inclement weather outside. The, <laughs> the weather the the is bad. The banks are That's delayed. crazy. I was like, that's wild. Anyway, I from that job I realized that I don't like food service jobs. Okay. I realized that I don't like working under other people. Damn. <laughs> Especially boss bad woman. bosses. Like boss woman. Boss, yeah. And um yeah, I think that like just propelled me to work for myself and work from home. <laughs> work from home is, is a it's a very big a, thing. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the most important thing, like for whatever job. If you have like, the ability to. If you have the ability, even if you don't, just say, please, 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 please. <laughs> Imagine if you're a construction worker. Yeah. Please, please, please let me work from home. Nah, uh, when I was 19, I got fired. Oh wow. Uh, from my coffee shop. Um. Why? Uh, because he wouldn't let me play my own music. <laughs> No, Maybe honestly, the there's a lot. There's a larger story to this, Maybe but there's a short story is short. Fired. Um, yeah, uh, he, you know, because I, I used to, I, yeah, I used to play, you know, a little bit explicit music, you oh. know, because like <laughs> it, it's just more, you know, like there's, you know, more character, more. right? Um, he didn't like it. I said, please, please, please. Maybe I got fired <laughs> immediately. Um, but no, I think like, like from a lot of the service jobs that I had, I realized that I actually enjoy service jobs wow you know like if i you like talking to people i like talking to people and yeah i think that's the most important that's like the i mean i love working i love working in like coffee shops as a barista because i just love like coffee and i love the fact that like like i loved uh people that would like stay there and like i would mm. like be able because like the shop i worked at had like this really big bar in mm-hmm. front of like the the coffee machines mm-hmm. so we're like when I'm not making coffee, like I could just like look over the bar, and be like, "Hi, <laughs> like, wow, where are you from?" And it was like really wow. cool. And like, like that's literally how I ended up getting like my first internship, uh-huh. um, because there was like this really big chubby white guy. His name was Jordan. He was sitting on like the other <laughs> Why side. Why did you mention all that? Nah, cause imagery. <laughs> okay. And um, you know, he just started talking to me. He really liked me. He's like, "Oh, like what do you what do you do?" Because yeah. I was like 19. I was like, oh, like I'm in school. I'm like majoring in marketing. I think I lied. I, I don't think I was like majoring marketing. <laughs> was, like, I think not, I wanted to. <laughs> no major. You wasn't even in school. <laughs> I think I was like, like un- undeclared, like in community college. And he was like, he's like, oh, like I'm looking for like an intern for my marketing agency. And like I don't really know like what that meant. But I was like, I was like yeah, sure, I'll I'll do that. And then like I ended up, you know, there I got like another internship. Yeah. Ended up whatever. Wow. Um, 
and you know, like, I wouldn't, I think about, like, in that moment, like, I wouldn't have gotten, like, had that conversation, had the ability to, like, have the opportunity to, to be in this internship if I was, like, if I was a little bit more closed off, yeah. you know, if I, like, chose to, like, walk away and, like, do the dishes or something or, like, walk away, go into the back room and, like, be on my phone a little bit, I would have, mm-hmm. like, missed that chance, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, he was only there for, like, a few minutes, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just, it's crazy how life works, you know, it's, like, and I think, like, the, the main, um, like, what I what I always want to tell people is like, who are in like their late teens, early twenties, like trying to end up in like a career, yeah. um, is especially if you don't have much to offer yet. Because at that time, I didn't have anything to offer. I was just a nineteen year old boy. Like I had like I like some sneakers, and like I nice hair. I don't have anything to <laughs> offer. Right. But it's really important to just like make yourself um as open and available to opportunity mm. as possible you know i feel like that builds your confidence too yeah and like it's not even about like you know don't, you don't have to have a conversation with every single person that you see but just keep like your heart and like your mind open to like anything that happens in the mm. world i think that's like my biggest advice like not maybe for a career but for anything like the first time i went to columbia i like wanted to sleep in the first night but i chose to go out to like this event and I made myself available for, like, people to come talk to me. And I ended up making, like, an amazing friend. And that's – he's the reason I keep going back to Columbia mm-hmm. to, like, hang out with him, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. so um, it, it's all about just, like, keeping an open mind. And, like, if somebody comes to talk to you, even if you're not in the mood, just, like, try it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try to get yourself into it. Mm-hmm. Try to see, like, don't go, like, fishing for, like, value from somebody. But, mm-hmm. like, just keep your mind, like – and your heart like open and positive and like you have no idea the the, the opportunity like, the, yeah not even the opportunity just like like what it could do for like your your soul in general yeah. like, it could it could make you just like a more like beneficial person because i think a lot of the time when you're young and like you're looking for like an internship or a career the the f- truth is you don't have anything to offer mm-hmm. so like the what you could do to better your chances of having like an opportunity is to just like be a positive kind-hearted person um and i think that's something that like a lot of us forget especially if we don't have anything going on in our lives is um to just like try our best to like be like a a good person Mm -hmm. you know it's interesting that like you like your service jobs and you like talking to people it's not that i don't like talking to people i you know the worst feeling when you're going through it right like you're you just went through a breakup or like you're going through it with friends or whatever it is yeah, and, and the last thing you want to do yeah. is clock in yeah. at like your 9 a.m shift yeah, and you got to talk to all these people pretending to be nice that was the that was that was the end for me yeah. right but but it's also kind of cool how like you know like i remember like i you would gotta, clock like, in. turn off your feelings yeah it's it's almost like you kind of like have like a a version number two of yourself you know and like it like it can help you kind of like get over what you were getting over but like that that made me sorry i just like touched your toe but like that me working at those type of jobs made me realize that i'm not a big fan of talking to people and being like fake nice and like you know like mindless conversations i'm more of a person that likes talking to kids so that's what propelled me into like a teaching gotcha. career gotcha. in um in like post high school. And also like if you are not able to work outside of school because your parents are telling you to focus on school and things like that, I feel like something that would be very interesting is if your school offers electives. Like I don't know if you had like model UN and, and if you had like yeah. public speaking and things yeah. like that. 
I personally was not a part of those classes just because I was scared of them. And second, I never thought like that was for me. My brother was in Model UN and it it like made him travel across like the US and like mm. he went to different um like events and stuff to talk about countries and whatever they do. And like public speaking, that class it teaches you to like memorize speeches and like yeah, talk yeah, in yeah. front of people. I like those classes. I, I'm not going to was very scared of it i remember like i would never go to something like that because i was a very shy person and like i just assumed automatically that that class wouldn't work for me but like now looking back at it i realized that like when you are fearful of something usually it's like a sign that you should maybe do it to like get yeah. yourself out of that comfort zone and maybe yeah. learn something new obviously sometimes that fear is like logical and maybe you shouldn't do it but um yeah i feel like now that i'm older and i do like public speaking and i do like live panels and things like that like a class like that back in the day would have been so helpful for me now mm. you know but obviously it's better late than never at least like now i'm kind of practicing it but um yeah definitely do things that are like out of your comfort zone even if it is like in school or out of school you know yeah and i think like i just really want to stress the fact that like you can you can get practically anywhere in life and you can get any type of career that you want um just purely like without the help of school mm -hmm. you know i think so many especially our parents are always like oh like you know my mom is confused how i ended up in the job that i'm at because it isn't very related to like what i did for what i did like in college and i'm like i tell like mom like you can get anywhere you want yeah depending on like the the choices and decisions that you make throughout connections connections how available you make yourself how how much you're like open to trying something new mm -hmm. you know like the the I, I worked as a customer success manager it ended up in my hands like somebody offered it to me somebody was like hey i think you would be good at this uh mm -hmm. try it out and i ended up enjoying it you know mm -hmm. and like i understand there's a, a great deal of luck that's involved in that but also apart from the luck it's like i i i continuously like worked on the skills and values that are related to that type of role like throughout my life like not knowing what that role was but like i always tried bettering myself that's something i continue to do like today like i think when we exit school or like when we have classes that we're not interested in i think a lot of time we forget to continue educating ourselves mm -hmm. um i mean especially after you graduate people are like you know people kind of forget that like life is meant to like continue gaining knowledge and wisdom and mm -hmm. like practicing so like certain skills and that's why like i always make it like very adamant for myself to keep practicing certain skills that like i know i was able to a lot in school like i i did a lot of like presentations and like uh public speaking like in, in classes and in school and that's something that i was always into and i didn't want to lose my ability to do that so like i continue doing like spoken word i continue like in like for my work if there are presentations or webinars that are available like i want to do that because i always want to be sharp in those types of skills that i know that i'm good at you know mm -hmm. so it's all about just like figuring out what you specifically are good at and everybody is good at something you know like i, I think for a long time when we're young we always tell ourselves like oh i'm not good at something yeah particular like i'm not special but everybody is like it's just the fact that like you haven't realized what you are special in yet mm -hmm. or maybe you know when you're like pushing it to the side and a lot, lot of time, time what we don't realize is like the the traits or the characteristics that are specialist to us that we are really good at a lot of time it's things that we don't even like doing you mm -hmm. know like i know a lot of people that you and we all know people that like are really good at something 
but they're always like, oh, like I don't, I don't think so, or like, oh, I don't like it. But yeah. you know, you see that like this person is very special and something. Like I had a client that was really, really good on camera, like very like impressionable and charismatic. And I always told him like, yo, start a YouTube channel, start a YouTube. It will really help out your business. He's like, no, no, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, blah, blah blah. He started it, it blew up, and now he's like doing amazing. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a lot of time what we are good at is stuff that like we don't even recognize yet. So like. Don't tell yourself that you're not special. Don't tell yourself that you don't have a specific trait that you're not talented in. We all do. You just have to be open to discovering it's it. It's like trial and, like, and error. And, like, look in the mirror and, like, really have the conversation with yourself. Like, what are you good at? And, like, take that and see where you can take that. And I think a lot of people are also scared to fail. So that's why they don't even try yeah. anything. But I think it's important to know that it's okay to fail. You're supposed to fail. And that's how you learn and grow and maybe even love that thing, right? Not even that it's important. Like it, like that's how it's you necessary. end up. That's like that's that's the path. You yeah. know, like failure is the path. Like trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and then getting like uh, something like striking gold. Like that's that's life. Yeah. Like that's not abnormal. That's literally life. Mm -hmm. You know. I think the the last tip that I kind of want to close on. I'm gonna speak about it very lightly, but it's kind of just like watching different media and shows and things like that to kind of gauge out what you liking what you like so for example growing up like i loved watching Grey's anatomy i still do i loved watching how to get away with murder which is like a a lawyer show and those types of shows obviously i had a phase where i wanted to be a doctor i had a phase where i wanted to be a lawyer so that like helps with that but i think that those shows helped me realize that like i wanted to specifically like help people in yeah. whatever way it was so obviously i didn't become any of those things but it still guided me in the right path. And also on top of that, I feel like these shows like deconstruct the idea of what a future should look like. Yeah. Like I think a lot of us have like this ABC type of road map planned out. It's like finish high school, go to college, have a good job, get married, whatever it is, especially for South Asian. But I feel like these shows, since there are so many different narratives, there's a show maybe about like traveling for a few years. You know, maybe there's a show yeah. about becoming a lawyer, but you wouldn't even like, plan to do that and you become a lawyer at like 50 you know it's like so many different like roadmaps and i feel like that kind of inspires you to just explore different paths and i think on top of that there are so many different kind of like what you said earlier that like we are not really taught about different careers and jobs in high school and post-grad we're not but there are obviously so many now and i think with the boom and like tiktok instagram and like video content like that there are so many people making specific videos about their jobs. Like, oh, I'm a data analyst yeah. in this state. This is how much money I make. This is how much um, I do what I do. And I feel like those videos just give you so much inspiration. And just, like, it helps you, like, become very specific with what you want to do with, like, an overarching goal of, like, helping people or becoming a doctor. What kind of doctor? You know, what kind of um, um, dream job do you have if you have a marketing degree? You know? Yeah. So I think it's very important to kind of like utilize the the internet and media that we have now because honestly we didn't really have that growing oh. up. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend that because I love watching mm. those videos too. Yeah, um, I just want to reiterate. Um, I know this episode is about figuring out what you want to do in your life, um, but I really want to stress that whatever job you have, it does not have to be your dream job. Yeah. It does not have to be a dream career. It does not have to feed your soul. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be all of that. And as it's okay as, to change it. As long as it's not killing you and you're not stressed about it after you clock out. A job is a job. A job is there to pay the bills. I think we live in, in a world where we see so many people online that live these extravagant, extravagant lives doing nothing 
um that's not real life real life is just having a job um and trying your best to like be happy yeah um, like with having that job and yeah. just like with life so i really want to stress um as long as your job pays your bills and it's something that like you're comfortable in and it gives you time you know time is precious yeah um if it gives you that and like you're good find happiness outside of that you know mm-hmm. you can find happiness like me like i find happiness in writing do i want to be a full-time writer one day where i just write every day i don't think so you know even though like writing is like my my true passion i don't think i want to like mm. be writing every day i'm not i don't write every day and and so i say that to say like what you love to do and what you're passionate about it does not have to feed into like what is paying the bills as wow. long as like you're able to continue doing it and like you continue to find happiness with it feel me that was Tie good that was good that was good that was good so as you guys know we post our question on our instagram at difficultish difficultish where instagram. we talk about the week's, week's episode topic and you guys send in your answers and questions and things like that and we answer it at the end of the episode so let's right get started okay Someone asked, how do you deal with the guilt of leaving a higher paying, less fulfilling job for the opposite? This is a good one that I was talking about earlier. Um, so guess what I did? What yeah. What you do? Tell so after I graduated from my master's with a childhood education teaching degree, master's. I had, you know, a teaching degree lined up for me. The teaching field is very much looking for teachers right now. Facts. So I could have gotten a job. What I did was kind of scratched that and Fine. worked from kind of like believed in myself, did not pay for my pay myself for years. I, in fact, I was losing money yeah. and I was just like very much miserable because I wasn't making any money and I'm, I'm like living in the most expensive city in the world. But at the end of the day, I was like working towards my goals of being self-employed, being an artist, being a business owner, things like that. So, yes, money rules the world because people don't have the privilege of just, like, leaving a secure job and just, like, working for nothing. But I think that if you have your money saved up and you're able to stay afloat, I think it's very worthwhile to build yourself up and be fulfilled. Because in the long run, it's going to make you happier and more fulfilled. But in the beginning, I do think it's very important to build your money, build your skill set in that job. And have, like, something to fall back on if needed. And especially if you have, like, family members that you're also taking care of, it's also very important to have, like, that stable income and, like, you know, that job to make you secure. But I think it's also very important to just, like, do those small steps to become more fulfilled. So whether it is you're working your traditional job and you're coming home and doing that small thing to, like, build your side hobby or your side mm-hmm. career – I think it's it's still very important to aim for that. And I also think, you know, if like scenario A is like high paying job, but like low mental health. Yeah. And the second scenario is medium paying job, but stronger mental health. I think um, I think with strong mental health, you can get over things like feeling guilty that you left a certain thing. Yeah. Or maybe not get over, but it'll it'll it make like the process. Your, it'll yeah, make it like the healing head. process much easier because I think so many people under underestimate like uh, how much you can accomplish just by like being happy and having strong mental health mm-hmm. um you know and like i think if you do go ahead and put your life into your ha- own hands i think prepare yourself for it to kind of be tough for a little bit but once you are able to get your mental into a place where 
you are satisfied in um it'll help you alleviate like a lot of those feelings that you felt leaving that job Mm -hmm. i agree all right someone asked actually a few people asked the same thing how do you separate your goals from your parents ah man that's a hard one um i'll say how i did it okay not saying this is the answer yeah personal experience but what i do is like you know my mom wanted me to be this um and i didn't want to be i wanted to be that i think what i what i tried to do was like extract the why from why my mom wanted me to be what she wanted me to be Mm. um and and try your best to like illustrate that same why into like what you are doing Mm -hmm. um and that's what like i was that's what i do with like a lot of things you know like when i got like tattoos like my mom was against tattoos but i explained to her you know like why i got them and like how why like they relate to like certain like messages or teachings that she's laid upon me and it just it it helps alleviate the process a lot Mm -hmm. so i think um i think it just all comes down to like extracting the why and trying to like make it make sense for them like talking their language talking like yo you wanted me to be this i want to be this this is how like the two things are similar you know, but it's like, hard to not be angry in that situation when they're just like not understanding. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna get it immediately. Yeah. That's that's not. I mean, yeah. it's like, sorry, like we this is like the skin that we were born in. This like yeah. the lives. This is the what we have to do. Um, it's not gonna be easy. But you know, she has had her experience trying to convince her mother to let her do what she's doing, as I've had the same. Yeah, you know, we probably don't go into like extreme detail about the years and years it took for them to understand. Like, kind of get it yeah but um it's just like part of the process and you know we're just here to to tell you like what we've done and like how we've made the process a little easier yeah at the end of the day for me there was a lot of like rebellion and a lot of secrecy and also i had i felt like i i mean people of color in general always have to feel like they have to excel more yeah in comparison to their white counterparts but i felt like i had to excel even more considering i was doing a major or like a career that maybe they weren't on board with because i was like i'm gonna prove to you that i can do this a lot better yeah so that's very frustrating because you're constantly like trying to one-up yourself when you can't really think like like this is a bold statement but i think we all we also have to realize that like a lot of times our parents just want us to be like financially successful yeah um what regardless of like if your mom's like oh i want you to be this keep in mind she probably just wants you to be that because it makes a lot of money and it brings security so if you are doing something else and you know it can come to a place where you have financial security just try to be very adamant on that part yeah and like build like the 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 roadmap for them on like how you are going to become financially successful yeah doing plan b and it'll be hard like during the process but once they see you starting to make money like i it sucks to say, but that's going to like make yeah. the situation a lot like easier. Like me being on the other end of it right now, after so many years of fighting about it, it kind of makes it worth it because I'm kind of like, see, this was all worth it. I'm making this much money. Like, yeah. I'm happy. That's also something that they want us. They want you to be like taken care of and happy, and obviously financially secure. It also really helped that like I was able to fund my own dreams. Like I paid for everything for college. I paid for everything when I moved out. So they weren't really on board with that, but I had to kind of you know boss up and do it so that really helped but you know at the end of the day it's kind of like you have to just stick with what you want to do and yes it's very hard but 
you know, at the, it's your life at the end of the day, you know, and that's Sorry. kind of harsh to say, especially as a child of immigrants, because people don't have that luxury, it feels like, but it is. Sorry. You know? Sorry. It's the life. All right. You got any uh, Tenseki? Tenseki advice? Spit it out. <laughs> Spit it out. Listen, I got I, I got some I got to get off my chest. I'm not going to go into detail. I, I'll get it off my chest. In 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 Medellin, they have this saying, it's don't give papaya. Oh, wow. And what this means is <laughs> don't give tourist energy. Oh, wow. So, I'm not going to go into detail. Wow. You think one day you will? <laughs> but one day I'll go into detail. Yeah. But if you, are tra- day- if you are traveling, do not give papaya. Especially if you're traveling somewhere that, you know. Why is papaya the thing? We'll ask him. I don't know. Okay. Do not give papaya. Even at home. Like, e- at home, if you're somewhere, wherever, if you're on your own city, do not give Let us papaya. know if we should make an episode on just, like, our worst solo travel experiences. Listen, I got <laughs> Maybe I got that story. will come One, out two, for three. that. I got stories. Yeah. Got stories. Comment Whatever. that down below if you are. Um, My piece of advice is yeah. to just, like, have more fun with life. Right? Okay. So, let me explain <laughs> this. Let me explain this for a second. I feel like I've been so tunnel vision with work and discipline and this and that, which is important, right? It's important to have discipline. And maybe I'll talk about this in another episode, but also sometimes that like constricts you so much. What the hell? <laughs> Why is he counting down on his fingers? 10 seconds. Sometimes that constricts you so much. And it's just important to like loosen up once in a while and yeah. not take things as serious. You know, and I've been like posting more freely on, on my social media, my TikToks. It's been, it's been feeling like I'm talking to friends and, you know, yeah. girly pops. So wow. it's been a lot of fun to just like, get out of the the schedule and get out of yeah, like get the, out of the the work yeah mindset. get out the jello jello <laughs> anyways what's um, the emoji the emoji is um drop the drop the motherfucking uh, drop 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 the bunk beds um because i don't miss these hostels <laughs> <laughs> i really don't miss these is hostels. there a bunk bed emoji I think there's a bed emoji, not a bunk bed. There has to be. Why? <laughs> Drop the bed emoji Drop if you the, listen this far. Because yeah, y'all not sleeping but, on us. We on the way <laughs> that was up. Good. That was a good way to end yes, it. Yes, sir. I know. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing, liking. Yes. Um, please follow us on our Instagram. It's at Difficultish. Our podcast, TikTok, is at Difficultish. Yeah. Let me know if you like me up Marshall here. Munir. Where, where else do you want me to sit? Me, like, be at Labyrinth Also, please um, leave us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts where you're listening. All that. helpful. We love you guys so much. And yeah, we'll I'm see on. you next week. Yeah, Happy almost December. Ciao, hasta luego. <laughs> Bye.